Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not anti-theism is rational and we are starting right now with our opening statement from the anti-theist team. Rage and Amy, the floor is all yours. Thanks for being here. Thanks, James, and uh, thanks for having this debate. <clears throat> anti-theism is a specific thing with a specific meaning that even anti-theists will get wrong sometime. I was one of those, someone who spent some time demonizing the term because I felt it somehow implied an irrational bigotry against theists. It does not. It simply means to oppose theism or to think theism is harmful. And by theism, I mean the religious doctrines of a god or gods. And since our interlocutors this evening are of the Christian faith, I will be using their beliefs to explain why I am opposed to their faith and their God. Explaining to you why I am an atheist would be easy enough. The metaphysical claims made by religions are not true and derived from the infancy of mankind. Humans simply didn't know a lot of data we now take for granted. For instance, humans in our infancy had no way of knowing germ theory, which would explain disease. They didn't know that the earth revolved around the sun, couldn't have known that earthquakes were the result of living on the crust of a cooling planet. It is easy for me to see that in this ignorance, in this absence of knowledge, myth can be born. Or, if that isn't reason enough, the absolute lack of evidence that would compel me to believe in any God. No theologian has ever been able to conclusively show that a creator or an ultimate designer of the universe has ever existed. The closest they come is inference, putting it uh, into natural arrangements that we as human beings are capable of observing. But explaining my anti-theism to you, well, that's even easier. And in relation to the theology or... Yeah, the theology that both our interlocutors have, a no-brainer. If the Christian God claim were to be in fact true, what you would have from the very first breath you would ever take in this existence would be a permanent, unchangeable, inescapable, unchallengeable dictator that would re require around-the-clock surveillance and supervision of every single waking and sleeping moment of your life. It requires you abolish any illusion of privacy, even in your own mind and in your most private thoughts. We are talking without a doubt the most complete form of totalitarian dictatorship that could possibly be imagined. The mere notion of such a figure is indecent. 
if one were to just stop and think about it. Every time you shower, the dictator's eyes widen, just in case you get a little frisky with the soap. Every single time you use the bathroom, God was there in all your glory, you know, just to make sure you touch your junk in the right manner. Every dream you have ever had must be observed for sinful lusts or any deals with devils. Every time you scratch your, <laughs> I think you guys get my point. And it is even worse than that in the dogmatic belief system of Abrahamics, because this dictatorship will not only last your entire living life, but throughout eternity as well. From what I have gathered, Abrahamics offers the two possibilities in your afterlife. One, an eternity of praise and civility to a being that just did his job by creating you. Or two, an eternity of the most painful torture imaginable for the crime of carrying out the design of that creator. You know, we are created sinners after all. So as I said, opposing such dictatorship is easy and a no-brainer. And I'll just concede the rest of, the, of, our, of my time and throw it over to Amy. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so very much. And welcome everyone to Anti-Theism on Trial. Tonight, my purpose is to make clear that theism is more harmful to people and society than beneficial. I say more harmful because like most subjects in life, this is not black and white. However, before I get ahead of myself, what exactly am I opposing? Theism is the belief that a God or gods exist. Within the past thousand years or so, a definition or modern usage has arose, which believers call classical theism, which often prescribes some sort of Abrahamic faith. A being who often wants a personal relationship with his worshipers and has qualities like being all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-powerful. With these definitions on the table, Let's start to talk about why I believe that this belief system of theism is more harmful than good. I'm going to begin with what some believers would say are the good qualities of theism and hopefully show why even these traits have dark sides to them. The first positive that most believers and even atheists will agree on is that theism gives people a sense of community. You can see this in religious circles who refer to each other as brothers and sisters. If you're a Baptist in the United States, you could pick up, go almost anywhere in the country and instantly find yourself with a familiar set of family-like members. While this kind of moral support is wonderful, there is a flip side of this equation. Being inside the in-group is fantastic but being on the outside of many of these faiths isn't always so pleasant. This is especially true of apostates, many of whom get shunned from their community for leaving their faith, or sometimes even questioning tenets of their holy texts. Worse, some leavers of their faith are harassed, threatened, or even murdered in the name of leaving their religion. Even now, there are 16 countries in which being an atheist is punishable by
by death. Though the hate isn't always aimed at the atheists. With each schism of a religious organization comes with it the Puritans of the old ways who despise the new. Different sects oftentimes hate each other. And we could see this, whether it's Protestant or Catholic or Sunni and Shia. It's true that wars would still exist even without religion. However, entire genocides could have been avoided if people weren't trying to spread their version of a holy book. Hell, we could have avoided an entire civil war. While many theists will point out that there were theists pushing for the abolition of slavery, that didn't stop a giant portion of other theists from pushing their divine right to own other humans as property. Which is another one of these horrific artifacts of these faiths. Many of them developed thousands of years ago in a brutal world. It may have been commonplace back then, but the endorsement deals that slavery gets multiple times throughout the holy text is clear. The second benefit is alleviation of the fear of death. Believers of an afterlife believe their loved ones are in heaven and that they too will go there someday. While this may seem like a good short-term benefit, the long-term effects can be devastating. This is how horrible atrocities like 9-11 came about. The terrorists believed that after they died, they would go to a better place. The perverse thing about religion is that these men committing these horrible crimes may have been decent people, twisted from a fundamentalist ideology. However, we don't need to go that drastic. If we think life has a second chance, we may not do everything we want in this life. Who knows how many things we do or don't do or people we harm but didn't seek forgiveness in this life because we waited for the next one. Of course, this moves us into things I think are just overall harmful. Being against the earth getting warmer, that human evolves from a common ancestor, or that the universe started with a big bang can sometimes come in conflict with a religious belief. Instead of resolving this issue in the side of science, what religion often has people doing is starting with, with their answer and going on an adventure to make their beliefs fit. Which is why we often have cultural wars about subjects like gay marriage. A new believer who may have been a supporter of homosexuals can convert to their new faith and must now face the dilemma of adopting the old style beliefs that conflict with our modern values. The last thing I wanna talk about is that religions often share their cultish roots. Joe Rogan once said that the difference between a religion and a cult is that a cult leader knows he's full of shit and in a religion, that guy's dead. The notion of prophets or giving power to a person who supposedly has direct command to God seems emotionally and logically wrong. Instead of these places and people absorbing so much of their followers' money, we would be a lot better off investing that same time and energy into helping our fellow human beings. Thank you.
Thank you very much for that opening statement from our anti-theist team. Want to let you know, folks, if this is your first time here, Modern Day Debate is a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we are very excited to let you know that no matter what walk of life you're from, folks, we really do hope you feel welcome. And so thanks so much. We are going to kick it over to Maddox and Sal for the defense. The floor is all yours. Hi, I'm Salvador Cordova. I have my screen share. I'm going to argue that even if we can't prove God is, we have one, even if we don't have 100% proof that God exists, anti-theism is still irrational. I'm going from the definition of anti-theism there. Uh, it refers to direct opposition to the belief in any deity. And, you know, I respect that other people may have slightly different definitions. I'll point out one thing that, uh, came up uh, by an atheist, Randolph Richardson, who debated uh, my, uh, my partner here, uh, John Maddox. And at an open mic, Randolph Richardson, who's an atheist, said this, atheism does not, doesn't provide answers to anything. Atheism doesn't provide answers to anything. So now, of course, the atheist may debate whether Randolph Richardson is correct or not, but that's also part of the problem. If you can't decide what's right or wrong, there's a problem and what's harmful. Good example of this is Peter Bogosian. He came up with a manual for creating atheists. And there's an account in the book and also uh, in his speaking, uh, sometimes his speaking engagements, where he gave an account of his mother who is a Christian, uh, presumably Catholic, and she was dying. She was dying and holding a crucifix in her hand. He couldn't bring himself to try to dissuade her about her beliefs. Couldn't pull that crucifix out of his mother's hand. And some, even some atheists said, you know, that's just like uh, good on him that he didn't do that because that's like denying a uh, patient uh, anesthesia when they're terminally ill. So you can't, you know, even there's a case there when it, even one of the most uh, militant atheists that I know of couldn't bring himself to just oppose belief in something. When it, when push came to shove, he said, you know, maybe I, I, I can't bring the, myself to try to destroy my mother's faith at the time of death. And there are other examples like uh, Jeff Henderson, who comes to mind. He had uh, been a cocaine dealer, <laughs> went to jail for 10 years, and his Christian faith helped him recover and he became a cook. I actually found out of his story because he was on the Food Network. And I said, that's a beautiful story. Do we have the right to just say uh, for sure that uh, he's wrong? And that is a problem with anti-theism. You have to be sure first that there's no God. How can you be sure that there's no God unless you're omniscient and pretty much uh, omniscient, omnipresent, and um, omnipotent, uh, and then by definition, you're God. So th there's a logical problem of insisting that you're right, that there's no God, because you, ha you actually can't prove it. So anti-theism, in that sense, is a faith statement. And then there's the problem of black swans. Uh, I, I totally get it that um, a lot of anti-theists haven't experienced miracles in, our, in their life, and I, I get that. I mean, I've, I've prayed, and you know, there are prayers that haven't been answered. And I said, Lord, it'd be really meaningful if you'd work a miracle or appear. I, I, I get that. But we can't extrapolate our experiences to all reality. We can't insist that everyone has never experienced a miracle. 
because I've certainly met people that have um, who credible witnesses, and I can't I can't establish for sure that they've not experienced a miracle. One of them was James Tourer. He's a famous scientist. He was instrumental in the conversion of Richard Smalley, who was a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry. James Tour had a had a visitation of Jesus sometime in his early life. It's not my place to say whether that's a hallucination or not. It's not my place to say, oh, well, because I didn't experience it, therefore um, that wasn't true, or because we can't establish it scientifically. I mean, my conscience would bother me because he's become a very good citizen because of his Christian faith. But beyond that, because I have studied physics and now also biology, there's a statement in one of my, um, there, there was this F.J. Belenfanti who was mentioned in my Statistical Mechanics and Thermodynamics book by Pathry and Beale. And I was surprised because Belenfanti said this, we thus see how quantum theory requires the existence of God. Of course, it does not ascribe to God defined in this way any of the specific additional qualities that the various existing religious doctrines ascribe to God. Acceptance of such doctrines is a matter of faith and belief. If the elementary systems do not possess quantitatively determinate properties, apparently God determines these properties as we measure them. We also observe the fact, unexplainable but experimentally well-established, that God in his decisions about the outcomes of our experiments shows habits so regular that we can express them in the form of statistical laws of nature. This apparent determinism in the macroscopic nature has hidden God and his personal influence on the universe from the eyes of many outstanding scientists. Now, there obviously will be scientists who will disagree with Bell and Fonte, but the point is we can't absolutely say that there is no God and therefore act in such a way. So anti-theism is based on faith statements that can't even be justified by the assumption of atheism if we accept Randolph Richardson's claim. And I'm almost done here. So this is my claim. Anti-theism is a faith belief. It cannot be justified even assuming there is no God or he's simply expressing a lack of belief. So with that, John, thank you. Uh, I'll yield the rest of my time to John. Well, I appreciate that. So I think, uh, you know, obviously you put forth, um, you know, structure to the concept of uh, what is theism, what is anti-theism. And if, for the audience, if you were paying attention to our opponents, uh, you actually noticed that they weren't actually discussing anti-theism. They were whining about things in relation to religions, man-created religions that they didn't like and different things done by individuals uh, under a variety of dogmas um, that have negative uh, constatations, negative ramifications um, uh, for people. Um, but to make that claim necessitates the suspension of guilt uh, for anyone uh, who has not done it under a quote-unquote religious perspective, done evil things um, under uh, a dogmatic uh talking points, uh, faith statement as uh, Sal was framing it, or just a creed, um, unless you're willing to apply the same guilt factor to those people, then you can't really equate anything that's ever been done in the name of a religion in to the guilt of God. And, you know, I, I find things such as, oh, we had a civil war in the United States because some people twisted different things. Okay, fine. Um, we've also had 
no less than 62 million abortions in the United States in the last 30 years. So we had 500 and something thousand people die in the Civil War. We've had 62 million. I think it was 11 million uh, last year. Uh, there's over, over a billion lives have been terminated globally in the past 50 years. So if we want to go, and that's just from abortion, that's before we even talk about the genocides that have happened uh, around the globe. Are there humans who do things that are evil, wrong, and uh, genocidal, and ultimately criminal? Absolutely. But you have to consider which side uh, has the more likely expectation, we're looking at this from a rational perspective, to countering those things. Is it the side who claims there is no ultimate accountability factor? Is it the side that claims there is no absolute truth? Is it the side who says, oh, let's just uh, do whatever is right in our own eyes because there is no accountability tomorrow? Well, I would say that is the uh, anti-theist position because as that was mentioned, I think by Amy, oh, well, uh, you guys just view it from there's something going on in the next life and we have nothing but this one. Well, there's much bigger uh, picture if you opened your uh, if you open your mind for one second and look beyond uh, the myopic, closed-minded, narrow, blindfolded worldview that is the necessity uh, to be an anti-theist and really just consider perhaps perhaps there is more to my existence than the finite here and now. Perhaps there is more that I can do in order to make the world around me better. And perhaps instead of allowing myself to be completely overrun by a desperate attempt to avoid the obvious, you can actually reach a rational conclusion. And I would put forth in the course of this discussion, you will, for the audience, for those who have open minds, it will be very easy uh, to conclude that a uh, the desperation of anti-theism is not actually the rational worldview and is not the rational conclusion about how you should lead your life. I yield. Very juicy. So thank you very much. We are going to jump into the open discussion portion. So this should be a blast, folks. We're very excited for it and want to let you know as well. On the bottom right of your screen, we are pumped for this upcoming debate. It will be starring Dr. Josh and Jim Majors against Dr. Boyce and Jonathan Sheffield. The title of it is The Book of Daniel prophecy or forgery you don't want to miss it folks so hit that subscribe button and that notification bell if you haven't already and that way you can see it live as well as it's going to be a good one and that's coming up next week so with that we are going to kick it over to the open dialogue as mentioned the floor is all yours gang amy if you'd like to go ahead and respond you can go first I guess nobody's going to talk. So, uh, so Rage, you were saying... Sorry, I was muted. I just realized that. Um, uh, so, Sal, you were saying even if we could prove God exists, I would say this isn't about actually proving whether a God exists or not, because um, I would switch my position if a God was real, but I wouldn't worship them. I would become a theist but I wouldn't worship whatever the, the God has proven. I'm actually speaking of 
theism as the belief system, like just the overarching, I believe that I, I could show that theism is harmful in the here and the now. I wonder if you or John or. So you're on mute. You're on mute, so. I did the same thing. I did the same, I did the same thing, Amy. Um, I wanted to say that uh, the bad behavior of people, which is really reprehensible, uh, doesn't, you know, it may reflect that their beliefs um, in the practice of their theism are wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's no God, that their understanding of the practice of the beliefs. So um, I try to separate that and, and coming from it from a scientific perspective where it's really, you know, at this point, it's hard for me to believe that life is not created by some super intelligence. The more that I study this, uh, and, and I mentioned earlier Richard Smalley, he was a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry. He was an atheist. As uh, James Tour talked to him and also Hugh Ross, he changed his mind. He said that, that there's a creator. It, so even though he might be still like in the minority position, um, it, you know, from a scientific perspective, is it wrong for him to believe? Now he was dying of cancer. Uh, I don't know exactly when the sequence of events. And if I may happened, pick up I can't, on that, I can't. I, I, I can't. Oh, go on, Amy. Oh no, it's just um, one of the points you brought up. Also, was that should we be sitting there and telling people on their deathbed there is no God? I think that's a tricky business because there's a difference between the lay sphere and the debate sphere. I don't think atheists should be knocking on doors literally. I don't think they should be going into churches and saying, do you know how stupid your religion is? Or going into hospitals and doing the same thing. To me, it's anyone who's coming into a debate sphere or looking uh, intellectually open-minded, those are the people that I want to win over. But I don't want to make people cry. Like that's not the, uh, the goal, if that makes sense. Well, I appreciate you clarifying that because uh, there are some anti-theists, I do get the feeling they have a different attitude. And I mean, I, I heard some horror stories where um, <laughs> they would go in shopping centers and just scare the kids. I'm just like, what's that about? So you strike me as a very nice person and I, I'd expect you to be respectful of people's feelings. So, um, Well, there may, be, uh, there may be the case of Amy, perhaps. Um, rage. Um, I know that you've publicly endorsed um, not being nice. So what's your position? I think that there's uh, times to be nice and times not to be nice. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to respond to, to a couple of things Sal said as well and reiterate um, one of the things that Amy just drove home is anti-theism is, is opposing uh, theism and opposing God belief and, and, and opposing, and, and especially with, um, certain gods, it would be really easy for, for those um, gods to be proven 100% um, true and still oppose those gods if they're anything in like their holy text, especially when it, you're talking about the God of Abraham. Um, you know, that, that God could be proven completely true to me. Um, 
and I would still would oppose that God if it reflects what's reflected in the Bible. Um, you know, I, I would respond to some of the things that you had put out during your opening, but it was mainly just a bunch of gibberish, whining, man-made religion, civil war, abortions, two sides, rational claims, you know, myopic, closed-minded, narrow worldview. There's really nothing to respond there. Um, so so, so I, 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 I'm not really surprised the God that, that the, the theists have a misunderstanding of anti-theism. So your entire opening was, you specifically stated yours was about your opposition to the Abrahamic gods. And I respond yes, sure. directly in relation to concepts that were brought up by Amy and brought up by you. And your response to that is what you just stated. Yeah, it's a bunch of gibberish. Wow, so you, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of gibberish? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so um, did you condemn a atheist for converting to islam the other day no you didn't on your own channel Mm -mm. you didn't Mm -mm. really no i talked about an atheist uh, i mean if you want to make this debate about me that's fine i I mean i kind of predicted you you would i guess i'm a prophet before this can i respond did you just just ask me a question well because you're being a liar right now is what's happening well i I was going to actually respond you literally just did a stream to convince your followers Oh, I didn't mean for you to go and harass him. Don't go and harass him. Well, I mean, I'm not the reason he's being harassed, for one. Um, I I put out a video saying it's okay for atheists to question um, um, a conversion, but I've never endorsed harassment, never have. um, This this isn't a debate about me, though, Maddox. It's a debate about anti-theism. I understand you don't have many arguments, um, so you have to try to make this personal, but I'm not here for that. Well, I mean, so what is your position on the Kalam? I think it's silly. I mean, even if you can derive um, a creator of the universe, you can't derive any individual God from that argument. And there's a lot of assumptions there. I mean, I basically laid out a Kalam argument by a physicist. Now, not not everyone will agree with it, but that's that's the problem. If 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 one is an anti-theist, you have to. If what I'm pointing out is you you have a faith. You have a faith position. You're saying that we, you know, it's not good to believe in something that could possibly be true, because if you're going to assert that uh, this is not true, you have to prove it, and you've not proven that it's not uh, no, true. I mean, I, I, I mean, no. I, theists have been making God claims for thousands of years and have never proven them true. I just don't believe in the claims, and I have sufficient reason to because of the Bible. No, I, so I, I respect that you don't believe that there that. is no known cause for the for the planet to exist. Hmm? Is it your position that we One don't sec. know what the cause of I our planet? I do need to jump in, guys. Mm-hmm. But just I'm, I'm, how is this related to a debate on quickly, anti-theism? We're quickly moving away from the topic well, in terms of whether or not anti-theism is rational. So I do just want to bring no, us. No, back. I, actually, I have, I have a direct point about this, James. If we're talking about whether or not theism is rational or irrational, and if your position is that there is absolutely no reason to conclude that a God exists while simultaneously suspending logical analysis of the evidence that by definition would be irrational. And I would just say, I think it's a pairing. I think it is, it's not only that we don't think that a God exists. We think that the belief systems that doesn't matter if it's Islam or Christianity or Hinduism. Um, I, I don't know. What do you guys think of the notion of prophets? I'm starting, it's becoming my pet peeve. Um, I don't think, I think they're a 
unhealthy, toxic relationship. It's one of the reasons I dislike religion and don't think that it should be around. This notion there can be a guy that is the direct connection to a god. So congratulations on reaffirming the point that I was making about you guys being focused on anti-religion versus whether or not... Anti-theism, correct. Okay, so is theism the belief in a god or gods, yes or no? Uh, yes, that's, well, okay, that's so, the top level. Right, okay, so is a is that have to be established first before you can uh, yeah. go saying, oh, I'm just going to hate this, I'm going to suspend... I'm going to impose any concept of theism because I don't like this religion, but I'm not even going to, to look at whether or not there is a God. And if there, and per you got both of y'all's admission, if it was proven that there was a God, you would categorically refuse. No, to, no, no. We become theists. You, you stated, well, you, you would know that God exists, but you said you would categorically refuse to uh, Satan's worship, a theist. Right? Satan is a theist, okay? Satan, in your guys' view, believes that God is real. I'd become on his team. I'd become a Satanist, a literal yeah. one. Yeah, technically, we'd be theist. Um, and and I, I, I quite clearly stated that I would oppose the Abrahamic God if that was proven. I did not say that I would oppose every God if, you know, if, if one of those gods were proven. So which God, if they were proven to, be, to exist, would you comply with? Um, there's actually a couple, um, but I mean that's not really the point. So we're which, here about uh, we're here about my opposition um, to to theism and and the theism that I'm surrounded by. The the, the theism that affects my life okay. on a daily basis is Christianity. Dude, you just said that, the, that you wouldn't be opposed to. There's certain a, gods. Uh, Wonk okay, and so Tonka which ones one. wouldn't be, you be opposed to? If you proved oh. if that the existence of Wonka Tonka, the great spirit of the universe, um, was proven to me, and the red road was proven to me, then I would walk that red road, and I would believe in that God, and I would follow that God. I wouldn't oppose that God. Sure. I mean, it has less to do with believing in him. Oh, what were you going to say, Sam? I was just going to say I, I appreciate your forthrightness about where, where you'd stand. Um, uh, it's actually been. Um, maybe I've been naive, but only in the last few years have I actually gotten it out of people to say, okay, would you follow Jesus if you had all the evidence? And I've actually been um, surprised at, at some of the statements. So I wanted to, you know, just... And I will say, it just to piggyback off that, I mean, it, it totally depends on who is put, just like the Raging Atheist was saying, it totally depends on who is put before us. If it turns out it really is this like all loving, oh guys, they got that whole killing gaze, they're wrong. I really think you guys are awesome. And like, we have a good time. Then I then I guess we could be friends or, or, or have a relationship of some sort. But I mean, it depends on the actual religion, but that has nothing to do with, I disagree with the overarching, uh, the top category, top level. Now, just one thing that um, you said, Amy, was about how they treat apostates. I actually can relate to that because I was treated as an apostate for just expressing doubts or asking questions in church. And um, when I talked about the reprehensible behavior of people that practice religion, I mean, even though by and large I respect the pilgrims, but I did hear that they would whip people who denied the scriptures. I have a problem with that you can't you can't whip someone to believe something that's violating what they don't believe i mean that's not how you faith and that's how i felt i was treated in the church so i just wanted to say that but 
um, going back to the topic about anti-theism, whether it's rational, I wanted to point out that I, I still think that it is a faith statement. It's not something that's derived from, I mean, I can't start from like what Randolph Richardson said, atheism, atheism doesn't answer have answers for anything. And so that I think that has to be a, a faith but statement that anti-theism is. It does have answers for something. It, it answers one specific question. That's it and that's all. What's that? And what's that question? What's that answer? Does a God exist? And the answer is no. And I would say it has to be that way because once you start layering, once atheism starts answering questions, it moves away from what it's supposed to be, which was the negation of a belief. Um, the whole point is that you could be a conservative, you could be a liberal, you could be a flat earther, a round earther, you know, you could be whatever, and you could still be an atheist. Um, it's just a single notion. Morality, everything else, like ethical questions, you then need to come through with another system. It's why many people are uh, atheists or humanists and things like this. There's a, there's a difference between atheism and anti-theism. Just because you're an atheist doesn't make you an anti-theist. And just because you're a, to a toxic atheist doesn't automatically qualify you as an anti-theist either. If you actively oppose theism, if you actively oppose um, religious dogmas, then yes, you are an anti-theist, whether you uh, take that label or not. It's just, it's, it's got a very basic definition to it. So, Ridge, yesterday in one of your videos, you called yourself an agnostic atheist. Are you now an agnostic atheist anti-theist? Well, I mean, when, when you say agnostic atheist, agnostic is about knowledge. And I don't sit here and, and say that, um, you know, uh, something wasn't there to, to create or design this universe. I've always been very uh, honest with my answer. My answer has always been, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't pretend to. You're the one that does. Um, so I grant the possibility. And granting the possibility is not acknowledging the existence of. It's just an honest answer. A minute ago, you just said that God does not exist. Yes, I, I haven't met a human um, uh, interpretation of God that I believe does indeed in, exist. I, I, when you speak, you of, when I you speak of the universe, know, I speak and now of the you're saying that universe. you can know because you haven't met it. You I, can know grant, it I can exist. grant the premise you that just, something could have been you said there. You yes. don't know. So which I, also, one I can also grant the uh, premise that it was pixies shitting the universes out of their ass. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. I answer the question, do I believe in any gods? No, I do not. I mean, I'm and sorry, I'm it's, too, it's too complicated for you, Maddox. So you just contradicted yourself and you Sal don't realize that I'm the one that's uh, contradicting sure that myself. That's Sal as well. I think you had something you were going to say, Sal. Uh, I just had a question. Uh, so do you believe anti-theism proceeds from atheism or not? Um, I think the answer is no, but I wanted to hear it from you guys. Is anti-theism a consequence? I mean, is it an inevitable no, I mean, consequence? I don't think so. I think theists can be anti-theist. I mean, when you when you look at conflicts yeah. between religions, I mean, Christians can sometimes definitely be anti-theistic towards the theism of Islam. It depends on how you look at it, but atheists don't have definitely don't have to be anti-theist. Uh, we fight amongst that ourselves, and I mean, technically speaking. I mean, I guess you could be a theist saying you're against religion because I'm really against that is what I'm just saying. Just well, well technically, I am against certain deities too. being a Christian. Um, okay. I mean, in the early Christian church, uh, they were fighting like the Greek gods. It, you know, they, they were actually it's funny because the Christians were called atheists 
Well, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of the reasons that Jesus uh, got murdered is because he was pissing off the old faiths. So the conservative of, of the pagan religions were like, give sacrifices to the old gods. And he was like, no. And they're like, okay, we can we'll hang around and think about it. That is basically what I uh, uh, got of that. I'm not sure if he... No, I just wanted to throw out just a few things and I'll yield the time to the rest of you. I think one of the things that I've found that um, we can't be jumping to conclusions fast, stuff about abiogenesis, evolution, and the Big Bang. Even in my school, there were professors that were openly resisting the Big Bang. In a very prestigious journal, that professor put forward his name, Sister Roy, and he's questioning it. So, so I'm just saying, you know, the, the stuff, you know, just the majority dogma doesn't dictate that one view is right. And so the idea of being free thinking, uh, you know, just say, you know, maybe I'm not gonna oppose a belief until I'm much sure. And and that's that's the thing that kind of surprises me about this anti-theism because uh, atheists were associated with the whole notion of free thought. And that just doesn't seem to be consistent with the spirit of free thought and Sal, can I ask though, if you weren't a Christian, would you be a creationist? I don't I, know. I do know. I mean, that's a good question, and I'm I'm sorry I can't give you like a no, straight. No, it's an honest answer. I think I would. Yeah, I think I became. I turned. I nearly left the Christian faith. I think I've said this before publicly. I, I became a creationist first, coming back, and then a Christian. And that parallels the story of Richard Lumsden, who was an atheist. He became a creationist first. And then s some months later, there have been a few people that have. I'm, my story is not quite as dramatic as his. So I think I became a creationist first, um, then a restored Christian. I've been a Christian. If people ask me, was I a Christian all my life? Yes, except I had a serious bout of agnosticism about 20, 21 years ago. And... Um, uh, it was the creationism that brought me back uh, when I started to ask questions about the complexity of biology and I started to study intelligent design. And um, in my search to confirm this and arguing and studying both physics and biology, and that's why my, um, I, I'm a molecular biophysics research assistant, um, I've gotten more convinced that a mind beyond anything that we know has created life and that conviction grows with each day. And by the way, I do hope I get to debate someone like Dave Farina on this topic. That would be a fun debate. So that's all I had to say. Um, Just interesting. That I, oh, that actually uh, that actually surprises me. But see, the you this is how you learn. Uh, I would have thought you? it would have been Christian and then creationist. I would have thought that you go to the religion. Um, and then I'd say go. I'd say most most creationists are that way. I mean, if you listen to Ken Ham, it's like the authority of the Bible, and you start with that as your worldview. And that wasn't because I, I felt that was circular reasoning. And I said, well, I mean, that is. I mean, I guess I I don't know if I want to say the word wish, but one of the reasons why I am an anti-theist is because I think that oftentimes religion. I know you don't just think this out, but religion and science seem to go head to head and the believer in that struggle will often take the religious side 
over the science side. And to me, it's where we get a lot of these cultural wars that we're still fighting. I think you have a dramatic misinterpretation of what, uh, maybe you're using the wrong word. There's academics and atheist academics who claim that uh, science and uh, creation have, or theism have some kind of a massive conflict. And the, I know from Sal's perspective, mine, many others, it's, and well before, uh, in, you know, in the, as the scientific method was being developed, there were many um, who took the exact opposite position. And they publicly stated they were searching to discover the thoughts of the divine mind that created and uh, the engineering principles that were used to create uh, life and nature and all these things. And they, des- they searched for them. And there's still people that do that um, to this day. And there's many, many uh, things in relation to uh, cosmology as an example that people are having to come up with extraordinarily creative, uh, quasi unprovable uh, explanations to account for things that in any other context would be inferred to be evidence for that uh, creator. And I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not something I'm making up there. I mean, it's directly stated by many that uh, that's, well, well, that's, you know, if we didn't have, you know, the many worlds interpretation, then it would make sense that there would be uh, a creator. I mean, that's, that's stated. Um, and Sal can expand on that even more than I can, but that uh, that's continuing to be an ex- expanded position that people are being forced to take the more and more that we discover about uh, nature in of itself and the in many of my interactions anyway folks at least here online uh, there's a lot of people who either claim ignorance they claim consent quote-unquote consensus um, while simultaneously refusing uh, to go and do investigations for themselves into the uh, the concepts uh, to determine uh, using their own critical thinking skills to find out if what they are being told is true necessarily is what should be accepted beyond all doubt and this supports the point that Sal was making oh, no. in relation to anti-theism and atheism actually being faith statements rather that's, than uh, substantiated uh, positions. That's really awesome. I mean, um, you know, we all know that you love to twist science to fit your uh, your 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 creator, um, um, you know, propaganda. But uh, it literally has nothing at all, once again, to do with uh, the debate that we're talking about. Um, you know, anti-theism, again, once again, is opposition to theism. Your your particular brand of theism um, represents a God, and that God is represented in a holy book. And that's all I need to be opposed to that God. You know, like what God did to, to Job, um, reason enough to me. You know, God destroys, you know, you're so worried about abortions. It was in your um, opening statement. God destroys the fetuses of those that do not worship him. He literally um, orders the Israelites to rip open pregnant women of Samaria. Um, You know, like easily um, a God I I would probably want to oppose. God approves a massacre of of peaceful people. So one of his tribes, the Danites, um, could have a place to live. I mean, I mean, there were like a mixed race couple is murdered by a godly priest and God rewards that priest. I mean, surely, surely there's reason enough to oppose such a God. And then after he responds, I just want to make a point. Or if you want to respond. 
Well, I just wanted to say that just a little bit of pushback. I actually think the more we learn about biology and the more we learn about consciousness, the harder it's going to seem that a consciousness doesn't require a physical medium, that you need some sort of substrate for all this to be happening. And I don't understand. I, I actually don't understand even fundamentally why why this God exists. That might that's more atheism versus theism. But then we take this on, and then it gets to all the other beliefs. If I could respond to raging atheists, I, I didn't mean to ignore yeah. your comment there. I didn't really have anything to respond to you, Amy. But uh, if we go further to uh, other doctrines of Christianity, like hell, it's like. Um, you know, by comparison, the uh, the things that God commanded in the Old Testament are nothing to what's going to happen in the end. And I have which is to, even worse. Well, so I'm the glorified genocide of non-believers. Yay! But I've had to come to terms. I said, if this is the question is if if this is real, even if I don't like it, the, there's a saying: the truth hurts, and um, there've been times I've wished that's not true because uh, I will tell you, I've had friends or people that I admire that were not Christians and they passed away. I, I cried unconsolably for them and I hope that I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I think the Christian God's real and a lot of us have to face the possibility of judgment day I'm sorry to be breaking up. I have no? to turn off my camera. But what you uh, said, I... you may not like it. And I can't say that I like it either. But so, so again, like, like I'm sorry, but my original scary. question, well, my, my original statement in my in my opening statement is, you know, um, you know, people being sent to hell and tortured for eternity, and one of the most painful. Um, forms of torture burning throughout the course of history um is 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 atrocious it's it's you know i mean we are carrying out the, the natures that that god created us to be which is sinners and if i could just say sal even okay, though so, i don't think on, it's real on. i just want to say that i agree with you in that i share all that i want to know is the truth that's really all i'm searching for one thing I do just want to redirect is a bit, just because we oftentimes go toward the topic of whether or not theism is true or Christianity. But one thing, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in terms of like the research on whether it be correlational or experimental in terms of whether or not religion or lack of religion might have some sort of influence on our morality. I have All a that question to ask. What do you guys think? Of, of the Muslim terrorists, because I think the worst thing, because all atheists talk about that, it's the talking point, and you're, I see the sigh, but my point about the terrorists is that the craziest thing is that they may not have been evil people. That's the crazy thing, is that they may have been twisted by, they may have been feeding their, uh, their mom and dad and helping an old lady cross the street one day, and they have now taken a literalist interpretation of their religion which has now uh, radicalized them to the point where uh, we get atrocities. Okay, so I addressed this earlier. Um, in if you're going to take the position 
that because somebody was convinced to do something under a creed, a dogma, or a religious concept, does that justify anti-theism across the board? And the because if you're going to apply the premise that because somebody did something bad, therefore anything in remote uh, category uh, should be uh, categorically opposed, then you can apply that same logic all over the place. And that is just a, and this is why I talk about very uh, anti-theist wearing blindfolds or blinders uh, and going down these, uh, these paths. It's like, Okay, if you're gonna, oh, what do you think about a Muslim guy that went nuts and went and blew somebody up? Um, or nuts? maybe they didn't think they were nuts, but what they did was evil. It's like nobody's questioning whether or not the it was a horrible act. But, the but there's all sorts of people that have evil. done bad things. I mean, you can just, you can take the same claim about uh, all sorts of different things that have happened in history that weren't done under the auspice of uh, a theistic model. So I mean, that's just. I don't understand how that has any relevance to the overall piece other than should we look at what is the actual correct um, concepts and how are things being manipulated to, in order to justify those kinds of things. And are there, are there small subsets of humans that are attempting to manipulate people? And I would say that has been a well-known fact in all of written history. There's always been a few who have leveraged uh, psychological tactics in order to achieve their own ends many times at the expense of human life. And so I would just say, I agree with you that humans do bad things. And there's a multitude of reasons why people do bad things. The reason why I that use that one specifically is because it comes from the alleviation of the fear of death, which is something that religious practices offer and i cannot think of any are other you suggesting reason that no ramifications post-death have not had any bearing on no. uh, atheists who have gone out and done things i mean i'm suggesting that when you don't 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 make this don't make the case and frame it in that context if the reciprocal of oh there is no ramification hasn't had a uh reciprocal negative outcome in documented cases as well so my whole point is the trying to argue the uh, underlying minutia versus the macro level uh, concept is this is what uh, I see anti-theists getting tied up in all the time. I hate something, but I don't like something that was talked about in the Old Testament. Therefore, everything about the concept of I'm talking about rage right now. Therefore, anything to do with uh, uh, the God of the Bible, I'm going to reject categorically because of X versus looking at everything from a, uh, from a macro level. I'm using it as an example, but the same logic can apply in a plethora of uh, scenarios. And then we get into this, oh, well, it's all, every, the, let's only apply any kind of critical thinking to this little thing that I'm categorically rejecting. But if Islam didn't exist, would 9-11 have happened? Okay, so you're just continuing to perpetuate the point. So I, I get my, the answer I'm looking for, yes, because I don't feel like you're answering. I feel like you're avoiding it. I'm not avoiding. I mean, do I think that uh, manipulation of Muslims resulted in it? Yes, I do. But I'm not really sure what that has to do with uh, whether or not all theism is uh, equivalent. 
it's not it's not about an equivalency. It, okay, so I, if, I, if you had your object, if you had your uh, uh, what you desire, would all religions be wiped from the planet? Uh, religion would be reduced intellectually to where flat Earth is now. Okay, and for anybody who still believes in uh, God, would you attempt to deride, uh, reduce them uh, publicly to absurd, insane people who deserve to be locked in a padded cell? I mean, I don't do that with flat earthers, so I wouldn't do that with two atheists. Okay, so what are the uh, what are you going to do to try and? Uh, minimize people from believing that because right now, right here, baby, majority, right here, because right now the vast majority of the planet thinks that you're the outlier. So, what are you going to do? You're the minority. If you become the majority, what are you going to do them? It's it's fluctuating. Uh, I think the atheists and the secular community are putting a bow on Christianity. <laughs> I think we have them. I think Islam is the up and coming target that we're going to be working on next, but. I think it's actually trending in our direction. I think that there will come in. I think United States is the one of the last first world religious nations. Yeah, that's true. But your data is wrong on the from a global level. So well, yeah. Well, the third well, so is data is wrong on a global level. World so countries so obviously is the you're number focused, one. like most people this on YouTube. You're focused on Western civilization as the only thing that exists. And ignoring I the covered both planet. bases. I said the first world, the th- uh, you don't want me to use first world and third world, where countries where, po- where poverty is the, the highest, religion is doing fantastic. Where poverty is going down, religion is superseding. So sidebar, in your, I think it was in your opening statement, you Oops, Sal, uh, I think you talked about uh, the, would you say 16 countries uh, don't allow atheism? Um, so that's like 8% of the countries on the planet. So if that is a extreme minority, why are you even bringing that up? Could you imagine 16 countries in which you could be killed for being a Christian? Uh, there's countries right now where people are, Christians are being killed. So which point? Are they 16? Are there that many? But, but I mean, like, like it is in the law system. You can't be a Christian. I, I actually think in Muslim countries, I'm not trying to specifically target any which one, but in that point where it tends to be majority Muslim countries, they actually have rules. So the atheists and the everyone, they get to be third class. The, uh, the, the, the Jews and the Christians are second class. Which, 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 what's the largest country that is officially an atheist country? The largest country that is officially an atheist country, I guess, is China officially. They may be China, officially. China is officially an atheist country. There's 1.4 billion people. So okay. uh, what is that? Three, uh, four and a half X the population of the United States. Uh, that's uh, more than two X the population of Europe and the United States combined. And that is uh, an officially atheist country, which we know beyond all doubt is currently executing Christians, Muslims, uh, Hindus, and a variety of other um, subset religions. Like this is a documented known fact. The, we've known that in previous atheist, officially atheist um, countries, the exact same thing has been perpetuated. The- You're like off topic again, dude. No, I would just say atheism is incoming. I'm addressing something that was brought up by your debate partner, Rage. Maybe you should pay attention. The point I'm making is... (laughs) Bro, you clearly got baked before you came on this, so you could remain calm. Can you hear your voice? 
the the prophecy of weed this whole premise of uh, somehow we're the religious are attempting to suppress and not be nice to atheists is i mean it's it's an utter straw man because you just stated that oh we've been putting the bow on the christian countries in the first world and countries are getting more money they're becoming more and more atheist so if that's the case then where is this supposed uh suppression of atheism that's being done by theists 16 muslim countries as you said okay so it's in a, in a in eight percent of the world you or actually not even eight percent of the world eight percent of the countries in the world the uh there's a, okay? a subset i'm not i'm not i'm not justifying it but my point is you're acting like somehow theists are actively you know you didn't normalize atheism because theists are trying to keep you down where, once again where if religion didn't exist planet, where in the majority of the planet is this occurring but you'd agree if religion didn't exist they wouldn't be killing the atheists right where in the world is from a majority there's always going to be outliers. San Diego. Are, are, there, are there always going to be outliers uh, they're outliers. I don't think 16 countries is an outlier. It's only an outlier when you're now including the entire world. Is it an outlier in the so is, Muslim so, eight, so is 8% an outlier or a majority and a commonality? Uh, it is not the majority. 8% is actually a fairly big majority. That would overweigh all the uh, the Jews in the United States, but... Um, I feel like you're just trying to minimize. Oh, no, no, it's no, no, like it's only it's only countries that kill them. You tried to make it, no, you tried to make it out oh. like this is the the majority that's happening on a global level, which is obviously not the case. When 1.4 billion people live in a country that is officially atheist, we have to your per your own admission, we have growth in Europe, we have growth in the United States of the uh, acceptance, the normalization, uh, et cetera, et cetera, of atheism. So, but then you're going to try and bring up, oh, well, there's these yeah, six slowly winning, which is 8%, um, that are not being nice. Therefore, not being, being nice. anti-theist is justified because there's some outliers that are being mean. And that's like saying that if mm. uh, the Chinese government is, is executing religious people, that's not of a greater percentage in terms on a global level than the combination of the 16 countries you're referring to. Because I would wager that just China is greater than all 16 countries that you're referring to put together. And so we should just ignore the fact that 16 countries execute people for their belief system. And it has no connection at all to do with theism or religion. It's just this one or two outlier countries. It's 16. <laughs> okay, so, you're, so are you just trying to dodge the point that's being made or are you not comprehending the point that's being made? Your point is they're an outlier, which I, I don't agree. Six, 16 countries. What is, what is the point of this of tonight's conversation? Is it supposed to be about that whether or not anti-theism is harmful? And I'm trying to show you the harm. And rational, you're like, yeah, they die, rational. but who's no, no, that's not, I'm, not, I'm not justifying the killing. I'm saying in the context from a macro view of your objective, which is to be a staunch anti-theist and to ultimately reduce theists to the equivalent of flat earthers and be extreme. Uh, outliers makes me uh, viewed as nuts on a, on a global nuts. level. Um, because I know Sal's smart. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, no, Sal no, no. We're, talking about, we're talking about yeah. your macro objective and the, and the supposed evidence that you're bringing forth to defend your position. And okay. the point I'm making is that you're using an outlier 
that does not even remotely actually exist in the majority. In fact, the opposite exists in the majority of the world. Therefore, so you're saying justification for anti-theism is not rational because you're relying on an outlier, the polar opposite of which is the actual is becoming actualized in the majority of the world. So how are you now saying that theism is somehow a threat to you personally? I didn't say that it was a threat to me personally, especially the Muslim. I don't have well, Sharia law terrorist attacks in the United here. States then. You could, you could uh, well, because it's one of the most terrific acts, and it was committed in the name of religion. It only would have happened for religion. If you had removed religion, 9-11 would have never happened. That's like saying atheist uh, in New Zealand who went and shot up a mosque who was an atheist. Um, that's like saying that if he hadn't been an atheist, he wouldn't have done it. No, because he could have been a Christian. He could have been something else. So you right. can't make that statement. Thank you for making my point. He could have been an atheist. He could have been a Muslim. He was an extremist who had been manipulated in order to go and do something that was uh, evil. We agree that it's evil? Uh, killing people is evil. And you could be an atheist and go around killing people. My point is that good people did bad. These these 9-11 hijackers, I do not think were insane. Okay, I so, do not so think they were crazy. Therefore, all other people who believe in God should be actively attempted to be, uh, their minds need to be changed on a global level. Religion can make pe good people do absolutely terrible things. Therefore, we should oppose it because it does more harm than it does good. More harm. You say more that harm. More harm. Really? More harm. Please, please yes. justify that. Justify that. How does it do more harm? Okay. How do you feel about the homosexual community? Uh, I don't think we should be going around hurting them. What's your point? Well, because it tends to be that those beliefs and being against them are really tied to many of these Abrahamic monotheistic religions. Okay, I'm really, I'm still, you said more harm than good. So let's, more go, harm. let's go back to more harm. Now, again, you're going for a outlier position of an extreme so, uh, subset. So are you for gay marriage more versus, let's go for more versus. Are less. you for gay marriage? Not, we're not going, we're not going down this rabbit hole. Well, yeah, I'm asking. More, or I literally just stated, I don't have a problem. If you want to do their thing, that's fine. I'm asking. In the context of what we're discussing right now, you just stated that religions do, do do more harm than good. Justify yes. your position, not with an outlier, with a common premise that says religions are hurting more people than helping. The Inquisition, 9-11, trying to get creationism in public schools, all these things. That more harm than good. Again, you're using mine, minute subsets of very of microcosms. I find remotely remotely relevant on a macro level. Even the good stuff almost all has dark sides. Even the community has dark sides to it. And even the, uh, the believing in heaven and all this stuff, once again, that I believe has links. If you believe you're going to heaven, it doesn't matter if you die. It so how, many people, how many people do you think died under the Spanish Inquisition? I don't know how many. Uh, 32,000. Uh, how many people do we talk about last year were aborted in the United States? It's, I'm glad you brought up abortion. I'm a middle ground on abortion. And so I actually, just on the topic of abortion, why do you think 
how should I wear this? Does God have the right to take us out? Like kill us? Does God have the right? Yeah. Yes. Why does he have that right? Um, well, if you are the creator of the whole show, then ultimately you have the power to do whatever the heck you want, right? So following no, 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 that, answer, answer, answer the question: Do, do you so, have the power? Do you cont- do you do you have the power to do whatever you want? Yes or no? Uh, for this argument, I'm going to say yes. Okay, so then if you Can I ask are the looking, hang on, I'm okay. I'm countering. Now, if you have a moral objection to something, and you have given opportunity to stop that uh, you've given some, the individual in question the opportunity to stop their action. And they categorically refuse. Not only do they refuse, they defy. They state publicly, very similar to what you and Rage have been doing tonight about how even if you knew that God exists, well, you would categorically reject, minutes. right? But like and the then, first- Then you're gonna whine, complain, and be like, oh, I might be punished at if some point. Wanna- no, I know. And, but there's a point. We're going, back to rational, we're going back to rationality of anti-theism. I know Amy had a question of, as well. But, but John, so when the firstborn Egyptian sons died, did God have a right to do that? That is really my thing. Because they didn't do anything wrong. So did he have a right to do that? Yes. Had God given... Yeah, yes. Had the Egyptians been uh, told to let the people of Israel go many, many times? He did. In fact, the Pharaoh and, was about to been, let them go, many, and they hardened his heart. From the, and from the plagues that had preceded this, had there been many, many warnings of let the Israelites go, or there will be even worse ramifications. And he let them go. The God hardened his heart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did, when did he let them go? Uh, midway through the story, but then God hardened no, 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 his no, heart. What, what, what had occurred before he let them go? A few of the plagues, like uh, uh, three or four of them. All the way up to which one? Um, it was past, I think, locusts. They were, uh, he was getting it was locusts. directly in relation to the one that you're referring to right now. No, 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 no. That's not what did it. That's, uh, that they, they, they uh, he was having, they he was left. getting his magicians, uh, he, he was getting his magicians. At first, they're like, well, God can do magic tricks. We'll do magic tricks. God can make locusts. We'll make locusts. But then it kept on getting worse and worse. And, uh, eventually, um, he, Pharaoh was going to let him go, and God said, "I cannot let him go because I have not been glorified." He had he wanted to be glorified, and so he hardened his heart. Actually, counted five times in the Passover story. That's either neither here nor there. I just want to know. It's a very simple question: Does God? Guys, I, I have, have stuff to say. Oh, I sure, and so. and. So I'll let you guys finish. I have plenty yeah. as Cause, well. Because I, I just need the yes or the no so I can answer up the actual follow-up. I just want the yes or the no. Does God... I, I answered this question already. Okay, I'll take it a yes. I'll take it as a yes. Okay, taking that God is the creator and thus he can remove his creation, what do you have wrong with abortion? What? Well, I mean... I don't want to go. I don't know why. Wow. Uh, Are you actually asking that question in the same context? Are you God? Uh, I'm not. Not that okay, I know. Then of. why did you ask a dumb question like that? Uh, I don't think it's a dumb question. Okay, I think so that okay, if so- in, the con- in the context of what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. was there uh, preceding 
reasons that led up to this action that you're referring to? Yes, God was a dick. There was no reason. Okay, for that's from your perspective. Story. Okay, were there preceding actions prior to this occurring? Yes or no? Were there preceding actions? Yes. Okay. So in the context of, I know you don't have any kids, but let's say you did. Um, and they are categorically refusing over and over and over again to do something. Or eventually, are you going to punish them? Yes or no? Had myself mute. Um, yes, you're eventually going to try and teach them. Okay. Now, if there is somebody who is threatening your kid, or do you have a brother or sisters? I have a brother, sister, uh, niece, and nephew. Okay, so, so we're going to have to kick you over to Sal and uh, Rage. Thank you. Um, I wanted to throw out some data points about why I think anti-theism is irrational. There is a book by Peter Hitchens, who's the younger Christian brother of Christopher Hitchens. Now, Christopher Hitchens is known in the United States. P Peter, both of them are actually rather well-known in the United Kingdom. Peter Hitchens wrote the book, the Rage Against God, How Atheism Led Me to Faith. And one thing that he pointed out is that um, it's easy to scapegoat religions and say, okay, if, if we eliminate this, we're going to improve the rationality. And the opposites happened, at least observationally, especially when he started being a reporter in the Soviet Union and then these other countries, like, say, North Korea, he realized, oh, my goodness, you know, when humans are the final arbiter of what is right and wrong, the people who are in power will decide what's right and wrong. They'll just say, well, it's the state, and usually it's just for the people in power. And the point that he began to realize, it's like, oh, um, maybe, maybe belief in a higher morality that is handed down from above was probably a good thing because when humans can be the final arbiter of what's right and wrong, it, it doesn't end well. We don't have a lot of good evidence that people will suddenly start adopting being nice as a policy. And that's what we're seeing now. So you can take Christian North, you can take Christian South Korea and compare it to, to like non-Christian North Korea. And we have so many comparisons of this that had influence on Peter Hitchens, um, who was once an atheist becoming a Christian because uh, so the, so the idea of immutable morals, even if you may not like a moral code that is handed down by the creator, it has an influence. I mean, it's a separate question whether there is a God or not, but just the idea that it's like, okay, let's just get rid of religion and we're going to suddenly start acting rationally. No, that doesn't work that way. And what, what I wanted to, if I had time, I'd go into this whole thing about Mao Zedong and he was giving mangoes to people, they ended up having this very, this whole thing about, oh, they you know, the propaganda against the mangoes. And one Chinese dentist said, it's just a mango. They shot him in the head. So does it mean that, oh, once we eliminate the idea in a higher, of a higher power and a moral code that comes from it, that things are going to get better? More people died under these communist regimes and horribly, and they exterminated probably a lot of atheists in the process and it can be tied strongly in Peter Hitchens' opinion. And I think it's a good historical question to answer how many people died because people lost their sense of their moral compass. And that's one reason I think anti-theism is irrational. You don't think it's, 
I get this impression that you think there's going to be a utopia once if, if people start believing, stop believing in some higher power. I, I don't see it. All right. Well, I mean, and that's the claim again, like irrational. Um, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to find against here. Um, um, I think uh, Amy did about as good of a job as you could do um, when you have a Maddox um, taking us all over the place and, and taking us so far away from what this debate is actually about. <laughs> I mean, and still we're kind of caught up in communist China and, and this conversation and totally ignoring state atheism, um, replacing um, a God figure, um, forcing the replacement of a God figure with the state itself. Um, none of that's being taken into equation because it's not designed to. And this is not a debate about really any of that. It's a debate about anti-theism and why you should uh, oppose anti-theism. And we almost got there for a moment because, you know, we, 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 we got there. I mean, Maddox was trying to pretend like he doesn't understand that Christianity has a direct influence, especially here in the United States, on people's lives directly when it does, because, you know, Christians have made it a political thing and when they vote according this? to their religion. Um, I clearly when, asked when you, did I, mean, I, say, when did I, I say tried that? to ask you if you were for gay marriage when you made this statement. Um, we, we've been all over the place. You finally got to abortion. And I have to say, like, again, um, you know, Hosea 13, 4, you shall acknowledge no God but me. You are destroyed, Israel. The people of Samaria must bear their guilt. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed to the ground. They're pregnant women ripped open. I mean, God clearly has no issue with it. Um, he's monstrous. Um, and yet you still follow this God. And there's so many other different, you know, just reflections of the God himself that you could, you know, rely upon and make a decision on whether you should follow or oppose. And I think the more rational decision would be to oppose such a being. And I don't think that, I think this God that uh, is a God to be feared. And one thing that's really unfortunate, I think in kind of the American implementation of Christianity is it's been like, Oh, God has a wonderful plan for your life. In the new Testament, it was taught, because of the terror of God, we persuade men. And this God that is fearful uh, should be reverenced. And bad things are happening. And I think there's evidence of intelligent design and also a world that's cursed and has a lot of pain in it. Why should we be fearful of something that's never been proven to, to exist? Never been proven to your satisfaction, but for some you, of you us, you have evidence. I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing I, to hear. I, I, I articulated some considerations. It's not 100% proof. Do you want to gamble that I'm right or wrong? <laughs> Unless you I, have I think I made that gamble a long time. What I'm ago. trying to point out is you have yeah. a faith-based system here, and you're 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 you are opposing this, and you don't have 100% proof that you're right. That's a gamble to take. And I just want to make a, a 99.9%. Uh, I just want to say, I don't think that everyone will just start suddenly being rational. Like, I don't, I don't want to act like, because uh, it's not a delusion. It is, we have a, we think you're wrong. You think we're wrong. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And I, at the cruelest I think religion is a superstition, just like knocking on wood. I think it's better not to have them. But that being said, 
I think humans are generally good. I think Sal and John are going to live good lives being good people. It, it's, um, uh, and that leads me to, I am very much against utopic thinking. I'm not coming into this trying to think, or even this mindset that we are going to make some utopia. I think uh, even a thousand years from now, humans are going to be human in it up, uh, just like with all of our good and bad right now. I just think it's one more layer of gets in the way of things uh, like I don't I think like the raging atheist and I push so hard on things like the homosexuality thing because many Christians don't care in fact we're getting to the point where probably the majority of Christians don't care my concern is say well uh, my concern is that a new convert who is trying to be as literalist as possible could now have their views, their whole political spectrum switch because going, it says it in the book. It says stone gaze. It says it right there. It, um, okay. So again, the point that has been stated by Sal and myself over and over again is you are looking at minutia versus big picture and the as rage just uh, was talking about that he is 99.9 percent sure there is no evidence for god and if the well, uh, I, I, I never and it's like oh i don't like what was said in the bible but you know what i don't believe i'm 99.9 sure that god doesn't exist so uh, so um, let's go back to, uh, one of the things I was asking you earlier in relation to, uh, cause of existence. Do you think that there was a cause for our planet to exist? Mm, what, no, what cause would that be? So you don't think there was a cause I for do. our planet to exist? Well, I mean, sure. Like, uh, so like if you, uh, if you're referring to like, you know, uh, um, you know, gravity bringing particles together and, uh, and planets formulating, sure. Gravity, I guess would be a cause. Okay. So why in your video the other day, did you say that that logic does not apply to the existence of the universe? Huh? Dude, in your video, you did multiple videos on the Kalam in the last two days. And you literally went off on a tangent about this, about how we don't know where animals, all the animals came from. Uh, uh, again, we're like this? off and like, topic. And then you say, oh, we don't know what the cause again, of the universe is. My videos on the climb, cosmological argument, have no bias to what we're talking about here. Really? John the Maddox. cosmological None argument has no, has no relevance to what we're talking about right now. We're talking about anti-theism, not the Kalam. Right. So if the, okay, so if the cosmological argument, it, let's, just, let's say, hypothetically speaking, that that's valid then does that mean that it is now 100% rational to be completely against like, why would I? Why would we assume that it's, it's valid, like that, that, that it's a valid I just argument? Said, let's, like, hypothetically, if it is... Why, why would I would hypothetically assume you, it's a would, valid then would argument? would your position still be rational? Huh? Like, why would I assume that, that you inferring that God is there at the beginning of the universe is a rational argument? Okay, dude, that's not what I just said. I said... Let's assume that the Kalam is correct. Yeah, then, I mean, dude, we're doing the Kalam infers that a God's there at the beginning of the universe. It's an if-then statement, okay? Fucking God. I, I mean, like, down, can we please talk about anti-theism, Maddox? Dude, we are talking and about James, it. James, I just said that. You, you reject theism. <laughs> we are not. You're an anti-theist because we're you think there's 99.9% chance that God does not exist, correct? Huh? 
did you or did you not state that there, you think it's 99% that God doesn't exist? I, I, I jokingly said 99.9%. I don't believe in absolutes. Okay. So, and, and I did oh, earlier oh, so admit to granting the premise of a possibility of something existing. John, we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about rational analysis and to reach a conclusion of anti-theist. You are dense, so, my dude. So, oh, really? So um, do you think that there was a cause for our existence? Yes or no? For our existence? Yeah. Sure, we we uh, for for humankind. I'm sure no, our, no, our, I'm the cause for, from what I have been able to observe in my existence on this earth. I think the cause for humankind is to screw up the world. He's asking about abiogenesis. That, that's, 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 I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going there. We're we're so having I'm a debate with anti so you, so you about anti theism. Do so you think our um, John? You, you we're, said, we're, we're having a, a debate about anti-theism, John Maddox. We're not having a debate about how butthurt you are about the things I say on my YouTube channel. So we're finding out if you're rational. So you're the one that's here to defend anti-theism. So we have to figure out if, if you're taking, actually taking a rational like I literally, position. I mean, you're talking so about do my you videos. Think I that literally human, predicted this would happen Do you think that humans screwing things up is the cause prophet. of our existence? I should, I, should make, I should go into the prophet business. Do you think that the cause of humans... Moderation, please. Up? That's what you just said. Go ahead, go ahead, James. Do your thing. I'm, calling you, I'm asking you a direct question about something you just stated. What? All right, go ahead and ask it again. I stopped listening a long time ago. We are going to go into Q&A shortly, folks. <laughs> want to encourage you, if you happen to have a question, mm. we've got a pretty good list, but we still probably have time to get more questions in. And so any final thoughts from Sal or Rage? We haven't heard from you very much, but also John or Amy, if you do as well. Um, I mean, sure, if you're interested in my thoughts on the Kalam cosmological argument, feel free to go to my channel and check out um, my recent videos on it. Um, uh, I'm going to have a more in-depth video, but I mean, like, anti-theism, I think, is, you know, once again, just the rational thing. I, I'll concede the rest of my time. I, I, have some, I have some closing thoughts, and it relates to, since both John Maddox and I have been... Uh, visiting a lot of casinos. We had certain views on gambling odds. And I taught Amy a little bit about card counting. That was one of the more mm -hmm. fun things on our show. And one principle that uh, it, th this whole idea of risk versus reward, we see it in insurance actuarial science. Richard Dawkins kind of gave the same answer as Raging Atheist. He said, uh, you know, if you put me on this scale of one to seven, where seven is you're definitely sure there's no God, and one, you're 100% sure there's a God. Dawkins put himself at like 6.9. And I said, you know, that's that's what, a few percent odds that God could exist. Would we go out, if we had loved ones and they wanted to go out in, a, um, in an ice storm and they didn't have to, and you could kind of guess that there's more than a few percent chance that they're going to get an accident when you try to discourage them. And that's the thing is if there's even a risk that the Christian God's real, that has to be a consideration. And what's happened with me is just like what Randolph Richardson said, there's no answers in atheism that tipped the balance for me. Cause I did have a religious experience as a 15 year old. I had a vision and I'm like, okay, is it a hallucination or not? So I said, well, you know, I have that to go on. And then I have like, there's no answers in atheism. Obviously, I got that from Randolph Richardson recently, but that's kind of what I was getting from the atheist community. I said, you know, I'll take what little scraps of evidence and faith I have and go with it, because at least there's a possibility that um, 
there's eternal life. And I also was afraid. There seems to be this world that looks both intelligently designed and cursed. And I, that's not a bet I would want to make when uh, you're risking your soul. That's not, I wouldn't bet my soul on a 1% probability I'm wrong. Cause that's, you know, that's like inviting, you know, going out and having a chance that there's a one in a hundred chance you're going to get uh, seriously injured or killed. Um, that's not anything. And for that reason, kind of on that basis, I think anti-theism is, is, is being very presumptuous. And for that reason, I call it an irrational bet based on expected value. We are going to jump into the q and I want to say thank you very much, folks. Our guests are linked in the description, including Amy's after show. So highly encourage you. You can check those out. We do plug Sal after shows. Go ahead, Amy. What? Oh, Sal also. Yeah, Amy and I agreed. I'll have I'll have a separate after show for kind of the Christian friendly audience. And oh, I, I apologize to Amy in advance. I said I'm not dissing you this time just for my viewers. But no, this time around, but she's welcome to come. Welcome to meet some other time, okay? And that sounds good. You're always welcome on my channel, too. Gotcha. And thank you very much. Uh, we are going to link that new after show in addition to Amy's in the description. So, very excited. And that includes, if you're listening to Modern Day Debate via podcast, as we're really excited, folks. If you haven't, folks, pull out your phone, find your favorite podcast app, and look up Modern Day Debate. So that way you can listen to Modern Day Debate on the go and want to let you know if you're listening via podcast. We also put the debaters' links in the description in the podcast description box. So want to let you know about that. And with that, we're going to jump into the Q&A. So thanks, everybody, for your and questions. James, I think someone else's um, uh, after show is in the description. Has my... Oh, it's not. Is that not yours? Sorry about that. Let me check. I don't think so. Um, let's see. Well, you're right. Whatever it is, I just like plugged. Okay. I thought Answers in Atheism gave me the link to your after show. So I will correct that. Sorry. I love about Speed, that. though. Giving a shout out to Speed. Go check out Speed of Sounds channel, Answers in Atheism. And Sebastian, thanks for your first question, which is. Which observation could falsify the hypothesis of your God and what is the formal argument constituting the inference to the existence of your God? Since I think that was directed at the theist, I'd say uh, if someone were able to show that random processes could create something comparable to life. So basically solving the abiogenesis problem. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Dell says, my question is written in invisible ink. Thank you very much. Clever. I've never seen that. And I'm sorry, Wilson. Thank you for your question as well. It says, well, it was so, yeah, they, there was nothing else written. It was just a joke. But I'm sorry, Wilson says, while I don't believe in the Abrahamic gods, would I still be an anti-theist if I could still accept a god such as Azathoth? Is that for us, I guess? I would say... It's like a rhetorical was, question. Yeah. Can you um, ask that question one more time? Is that for they us? They said, well, I don't believe in the Abrahamic gods. Would I still be an anti-theist if I could still accept a god such as, well, we'll just say Zeus? 
That's, it seems a little confused. I would say that my, even though we talk about the Abrahamic faith so much, it actually, it should be, it should be top level. It should be above that. We shouldn't just be picking on the, the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims, but um, you know, it, it depends on your version of theism. If you are against the spread of religion, I would say you're an anti-theist. Gotcha. So yeah. you just made that concession when I made this, I called you on the exact point throughout the debate. You acted like that wasn't the case. Maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> what was your point that you were trying to make? Wow. Let's go to the next one, man. That's amazing. I Wait, what was the point? Either you had a point or you were just make, trying to pull a stunt right now. What was your point? Okay. So throughout this debate, multiple times to both you and Rage, I mm -hmm. kept making the assertion that we need to be talking about this from the top level. You guys kept going back to, oh, well, we had 9-11. We've had this. We had that. And I kept yeah. saying, well, why are we talking about this from the top level theistic, anti-theistic perspective? And then you just, in response to that question, I'm you just stated, oh, we need to make it about, I think, on the top level and religion in general. Yeah, that's a bait and yeah. switch. The the it's top level is switch. I literally, I literally called you out on this. Both of you out on this multiple times throughout the debate. Okay. And now in the Q and A, you're going to concede the point that that would okay. have been the so more once, rational focus versus once myopic. again, just be, once again, they did bad things because of their religion. It's top level religion, and Islam and Christianity are the specific religions. The 9-11 hijackers were theists. It doesn't matter that they were Muslim. They were theists, and they did it in the name of their religion. It's all tied together. We Don't must. know what the problem is. We must go to the next one from Magellan. says, theists cannot demonstrate any absolute morality, and therefore they have no quote-unquote standard to live life to any live life to any more than a non-theist. What do you think of them apples, Sal? What does he mean by demonstrate? You mean 100% proof? I had just shown that the anti-theist's position is faith-based as well. And, and even in atheism there's no it, it, all morality in atheism is also faith-based. But we have we have historical observations of where it ends. I, I would much prefer to have lived in the United States with all its problems through the last 400 years than live, say, in the Soviet Union. So, and that is because they accepted a transcendent moral thing. Even if you can't demonstrate it, neither can the atheists demonstrate that they have a, uh, a moral standard. Both accept their moral standards based on, on faith premises. So the idea of even the trying United, to demonstrate it, because the one thing I found out, we can't, we can't, there's no scientific answer to what's right and wrong. The United States is a secular nation. We have a secular constitution. Um, we are not a faith-based nation. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that point is moot. No, no I, I, I disagree. And it, it'd be a very interesting historical question. We're, we're discussing. The majority, but thank you for your opinion. Of the majority of the constitutions of the states are uh, specific in relation to being subject to God and the powers derived uh, therein. This one comes in from Flat Earth Guy who says, when is the next Flat Earth debate? Yeah, so it's probably going to be a while since we've had a lot this uh, last few weeks, probably in a few weeks. James, that, that three I on do... three debate was ridiculous. That turned into... <laughs> that was epic, Jonathan. And want to let you know, Flatter Day Saint, 
who is Brian Stevens' favorite debater. We're excited for that. He will be back debating T-Jump, though, sometime before the end of the month. So thanks very much for your question. Matthew Steele has thrown his hat into the ring. He says, for everyone, regardless of the truth of theism, shouldn't it be a separate issue for how society is structured? Isn't compromise inevitable for all? Well, I'll start by saying I want it to be secular because I want religious people to be able to be religious. Like the last thing I want to do is come to a gun and be like, time for some time for some atheism, whether you want it or not. Well, if we're looking at the United States, I mean, we are, <laughs> the government's not allowed to establish religion. So I'm not really sure what the point of that question is, since you know, we're not a theistic or I, uh, I mean, I'm not really sure why you're asking that question in relation to where the majority of us that are having this conversation, that's, we're not trying to go back to that. Juicy. And want to let you know, folks, because we've had, we, this is a regular challenge for us, but it's a normal challenge that we accept because we are a debate channel. So it's always going to be rocky out there. Want to let you know, we, uh... we lost you, James. No sound coming through. I think you actually might've pulled cord out i think he was getting now. excited the hand motions let me know yeah, if it's back yes, it is. okay cool so basically we uh as a debate channel we have all sorts of uh sometimes it's a rough and tumble place in the live chat so want to let you know folks that we have several rules one is we do want to ask that you would not harass the speakers we'll give you a warning if you for example make fun of you know i mean it could be a lot of things like john's haircut maybe his clothing i don't know whatever it is uh, we will give you a warning at first, but if you keep going, then we'll, we'll kind of say like, hey, uh, we're just going to block you now. The other thing is, what is hate speech? Yeah, I, uh, it's like we have all these like philosophical geniuses who point out the, the fact that a conceptual analysis of hate speech is challenging, just like it's challenging for virtually anything. So we would say that hate speech for practical terms or practical usage is the way that YouTube defines it. I'm going to look that up because I know that there's like a lot of gray on that. I'm fixing my mic arm, so two seconds. There's gray on that, but I'm going to look it up. If somebody can find the way YouTube defines it before I do, uh, feel free to share that link with me in the live chat. And also, for anybody who's going to complain or cry, uh, very sad to see grown adults cry over type things like this. But anybody who's going to cry over it, want to let you know, Obviously, we're going to defer to YouTube because they are our main platform and they recommend our videos to people like all the time. So why would we saw off the branch that we're sitting on by being like, no, we're just going to say screw YouTube. So that's that. And thanks for your next question. This one coming in from Magellan says, every time theists claim the negative aspects of their faith are due to a few bad actors, it reeks of the no true Scotsman fallacy. <laughs> is that true john is that no um it's a obvious common sense point and if you're going to try and argue no true scotsman fallacy of is claim that's the defense i mean i mean it's like saying anybody who says they're ex uh but does things polar opposite 
I don't even understand why people make those moronic uh, yeah. attempts to uh, to play games on basic common sense. And and I think the ultimately, and no disrespect, and by the way, thank you for the for the question and the super chat. Um, and I forgot to express uh, gratitude to the people that are contributing to the channel. Um, I think it's ultimately irrelevant. Does God exist or not? That's that's the question of theism, and do we believe it or not? The, the bad behavior of some people, uh, I mean, if you look at especially the Old Testament, a lot of the God's people behaved really badly and God wasn't happy. That didn't affect his reality of him being the creator. And, and, and I, I tried to point that out. We have indications in the sciences from what we're observing now in the 21st century that there's a mind that is beyond anything that um, we can even comprehend that has put the chemistry together to make life. And, and, and so I don't focus on that. And I've already said, I've been treated badly in the church myself for asking the sort of questions that atheists ask. And I didn't like their bad behavior, but that's not what based, that's not, their behavior was not what my faith was based on Gotcha. Thank you. And want to let you know, thanks. I don't know if this person is being facetious or not, because we hope you've heard that we're on podcast and Twitch. I forgot to mention we are on Twitch. And so if we ever did disappear from YouTube for some reason, I think it's really unlikely. We try to be careful to uh, keep our presence here. However, if it did happen, folks, I am putting our Twitch link in the live chat right now and that way you can easily find it there and then of course as we had mentioned you can find us on fine podcasts everywhere and so thanks so much for your let's see magellan or matthew Steele says maddox and sal can you accept that the kalam cosmological argument requires a presupposed belief in a necessary finite cosmos for it to be applicable now, actually, the Kalam necessitates the beginning of something. Um, and it's a rather well, uh, the evidence, and Sal can expand on this, but the, the concept of the beginning of the cosmos is a relatively well-established concept in cosmology. So if the Kalam is relevant to the, something that has the beginning and our universe has the beginning, then obviously it would have relevance in terms of the argument. It's not a presupposition. It's an evidence-based uh, premise. Well, well, thank you for the, the question, first of all. I don't use the Kalam because I have, the, I have physicists that have given physics arguments, which I think are a little bit more rigorous than the Kalam cosmological principle. I gave one example, F.J. Bellinfante, but there are others like um, Richard Conhenry, uh, from my alma mater at Johns Hopkins University. He's a professor there at, at their School of Physics and Astronomy. There's also Frank Tipler and John Barrow. These are respected physicists. They may be in the minority of their view, but uh, I haven't, and ironically with Barrow and Tipler, they actually believe that there could be many worlds, but there's still a God. Uh, the multiverses doesn't negate the ultimate need of some ultimate mind that uh, collapses the wave function. So we keep seeing this pop up. And, and um, th that's where I was saying that some of these questions are probably outside of our ability to formally prove or disprove one way or the other. And that's why I think anti-theism is 
not rational because you can't, you have to prove that there's no God to exist to prove that you're right. And I have problems with that. So, but thank you for the question. Inference to the best explanation based on the evidence. I mean, it's juicy. And let's see, I'm looking for, oh, here it is. Thanks, Sandy Pigeon, for that reminder. I am putting Sal's after show in the description, and that way you can get right to the after show. That's in about a half hour. And thanks for your question from Carissa Avalone, our fellow moderator. Carissa, we hope you're doing well. Thanks for all your help moderating. And says, Sal, would you consider theistic evolution? I, uh, first off, greetings, Carissa. You moderated our de my debate with T-Jump, so hope all is well with you and yours. And I have, I used to be a theistic evolutionist. I used to be a theistic evolutionist, but I, I began to study the evidence and that, that's what changed my mind. So when I earlier said that I'd become a creationist first before my return to Christianity, that's a little bit of that. So I have, I have considered it. And um, I also want to go on record. I think someone can be a Christian and believe in evolution. And that, I, that was the case in my life at one point too. So. I have considered, I don't think it's scientifically feasible. Gotcha. Two seconds. This next one coming up from Chris Gammon. Good to see you, Chris. Says, Sal, your justifications for your God belief are weak. Life is complex. Does not equal God exists. Being unable to prove, or I'm sorry, being unable to disprove God does not equal God. Why should I be pro-theist if you can't prove your claim? Give your best argument. I'm not here to prove to anyone. Everyone makes their decisions on what's true. In fact, I engage in these discussions to see if you can persuade me. And what an atheist, ironically, as atheist Fred Hoyle said, trying to expect a tornado passing through a junkyard to make a 747 is just absurd. The kind of machines that we see in life exceed all the technologies collectively on the earth. We found that out really in James Tour's last talk. And by the way, he spoke before the United States Congress on graphene chemistry because he's so respected as a chemist. And he, he showed rather indirectly, even though he didn't say it explicitly, that the, um, the mind that put together life is far beyond all of our capabilities because we can't do synthetic chemistry like God did. And if you don't accept that, that's up to you. But you can't persuade me that this can happen through random chance because all that we know about chemistry and physics shows that there's disorganizing principles in the molecules that make life. It is unreasonable to expect that it will assemble to be something so intricate. It's even worse than assuming a tornado can pass through a junkyard and make a 747. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Magellan, there are 1.5 billion Chinese people. 500,000 are Buddhist or basically atheist. And then they say 129 million Japanese people are atheists. And then 764 million Europeans are atheist. I don't know why they cited those numbers. I, I'm trying to remember. I know that we discussed whether or not atheism is increasing, but I can't remember feel like that's a half of a point like they were just about to get i'm not sure but so i think they're saying there are many atheists out there that's my 
ballpark estimate for now. Maybe. Tisha Maybe. Thomas, thanks for your question, said, for the two atheists, don't you think anti-belief in God is suicidal and therefore irrational? Suicidal? I I don't know what raging atheists start. I think that you have to be careful of people who are suicidal and also religious because you don't want to take a social safety net that already exists without also having another social safety net. But I'm not sure where the tying to suicide. I, I just want to care about the truth uh, from, from me and everyone around me. Uh, your thoughts, uh, I've been an atheist for a long time. I've never considered suicide. Um, I, I, I hope you're not stating that if um, for some reason you woke up tomorrow and, and discovered um, you'd lack of faith and a belief in God that you would be suicidal. I would encourage you if that is the case, you might want to call somebody. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Sebastian says, even if I grant you that the Bible is true, how can I reliably infer intentions to your God since his nature is consistent with many interpretations of the Bible? Well, read it again. So they're saying, even if I grant that the Bible's true, how can I reliably infer or kind of under, come to understand the intentions of God since his nature Within that Bible, you know, even if we grant it is true, is consistent with many different interpretations of that Bible. I think they're, like, long story short, they're asking, like, uh, how can we know the intentions of God through the Bible, given there are many interpretations of the Bible? I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I don't think we can reliably do that unless God helps us. And um, because there are a lot of passages there that are very hard to figure out. And um, I'll just leave it at that. I think I think we really do need a lot of help to understand what the Bible says. We need yeah, divine to, help. To, I would say to an extent, but I think there's also the aspect that uh, a large number of people don't actually go and read and study for themselves. They are told, um, they rely on somebody else telling them what they should think the Bible says. And rather than going and actually um, interpreting it for themselves, and uh, <clears throat> I find it very fascinating the uh, the number of times I hear somebody go off on a talking point, and I'm like, "Where did you come up with insert you know X Y Z?" And then, oh, here, and go and like open it up, and I'm like, "It doesn't even remotely say that. How did you come to that conclusion?" Oh, well, that's what I've been being being taught. Oh, okay, so you didn't actually go and look for yourself. And I say this in the context of people who are claimed to be religious, claimed to be Christian, claimed to be whatever religion it is, the vast majority of them don't actually go and do research for themselves. And the same logic applies to atheists of they have all these talking points that they spew. But when you actually ask them to go below the surface level, the vast majority of them don't have a clue about whether there's uh, evidence for or against whatever position they're taking. They're relying on somebody else telling them what they should think. Gotcha. This one. By the way, that was a great question. So, so thank you for it. Uh, what have I done? Two seconds. Oh, there it is. Okay. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Farron Salas. Thanks for your super sticker. Appreciate the support, buddy. And then also, Jatheus Jones says, Great show. 
Amy Newman's the real MVP. So you got AJ sending hearts out. And then Magellan says, Sal, I appreciate your candor. However, have you considered you may be punished by the real God for being so irrational in believing the Christian God? I think they're kind of, it's almost like bringing up the uh, many gods objection to Pascal's wager. No, I, I, I appreciate that. And thank you for the good question. I have considered it. And uh, just applying gambling theory, we, we take the probability of us being right and weigh it out and, and weigh it against our um, the rewards. And we do mathematical calculation. I have no evidence that would right now make me think that. And that's why I assign it a lower probability, work out the math, the, uh, the wager on the Christian God for myself in my estimate of the probability said to go with this is the bet. Gotcha. And thank you. So very yes, much. short answer. Yes. I've considered it and I am, am not wagering my soul on that outcome. Gotcha. People thank you very much for your question. Big difference from... between uh, gambling on a slot machine and counting cards on the blackjack table. This one's from, I'm sorry, <laughs> Wilson, right. who says I'll debate Noka if pineapple goes on pizza. Noka, are you there? You've been standing incredibly oh, still. Yeah, I, I, I mute so people don't hear me cutting over everybody. Um, I, I, I take the position that uh, pineapple on pizza is unnatural, and I would debate that with anybody. Gotcha. And Long Night's YouTuber says, Is it rational for God to kill 42 chastising kids with two bears because of bruised feelings for being called blind. So if I remember right, that's the prophet Elijah. And they Elisha. Say, and uh, it was Elisha. Was it Elijah or Elisha? It, well, Elisha, S-H-A. Thank you. Uh, prophet and, Elisha, where basically for being bald, kids were like laughing. And then uh, two bears came out of the woods and mauled them. So that's what they're referring to in that passage. And then they say theism suggests that it is rational for God to kill those 42 children using those two bears. Why is that? Well, he's God. And by the way, that's one of my favorite passages in the Bible, just because it's so outrageous. And <laughs> sorry to say that, because uh, it makes you think. And I've been trying to say the Christian God's not that nice. You, you ought to be kind of scared at how he does business. And, and that's, that's an example and, and the Christian God, his wrath is going to be way worse than being mauled by a bear in the end. So how is that rational? Um, it, it, I don't think in human terms we can explain how, 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 a, how the Christian God could have such levels of wrath because we would never do that to children. We can't judge what's right and wrong ultimately uh, of what God decides based on our our wants and desires. I mean, I have a lot of pity for little children. And I think an atheist said it really well. I said, why would God create, allow a child to have childhood cancer? And everyone has tragedies in their, in their family. That's something we wrestle with. So I, you know, but thank you for the, the question. I wish more people, I wish actually more Christians would consider that passage. Gotcha. You know, this one I, coming I, in from, Ozian says, thank you, Amy, for your politeness. And says, Amy won the debate. In my opinion, I am still not anti-theist, but only atheist. But nonetheless, you got a fan out there, Amy. So Ooh. 
And Farron, oh, let's see, best in show, thanks for your super chat, said, Sal or John, do you agree with Deuteronomy 13.6? If your own brother, son, daughter, wife, or friend entices you to worship other gods, other than God, like the true God, they say, i.e. the atheist, uh, maybe they, or they say, they're saying, or if a friend, you could say, brings you, influences you toward atheism, then show no mercy and kill them. Do you agree with that? Yes or no? I don't agree that it's anymore. It's it's in force anymore. It was in force back then, and that is not the Christian way. It, it's uh, it's almost like atheists. The, the new covenant. It's well, exactly. That's what I'd say. So it's like atheists in at least modern times don't comprehend the premise of multiple uh, eras that are clearly delineated in. Uh, scripture we're in the new covenant we're under the mercy and grace of god in this current time and it's like it's it's clearly stated i mean christ talks about this it's discussed all throughout the new testament the the whole perp one of the main reasons that christ came was to fulfill uh all the requirements to enable the era in which we live to uh exist and then we've got people such as Amy and Rage and whoever just asked that question that wants to get compartmentalized in something that's clearly stated to no longer be the uh, the case. And then by, by, by default, are we going to reject the fact that God has given us uh, opportunity um, for salvation? It, it's it's amazing how uh, how blind people are to this. And amazing. Jatheus Jones and, says, "Who said amazing?" That, uh, I would never. No. I was gonna say that's like usually that would have been me. I was surprised someone else did it. I, Jay, I'm on mute. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jatheus Jones said, "So what?" Or Sal, what variables factor into the tornado analogy? It's it's not. It is the. Um, what goes, if you're talking about how it applies to the origin of life, the, the, the things that we observe is spontaneous, for like, you know, I have to use technical terms, spontaneous isomerization creates lots of contamination. And then we have other things that will contaminate and you get connections that are very, uh, will prevent the, the emergence of life. And that's actually, I mean, this is chemically observed facts that uh, if you just leave, uh, non-living organic chemicals out there, they, they become quote unquote asphalts, just useless chemical mixtures. In fact, there's a paper that calls that the asphalt paradox. So um, the variables, you know, we can model it, but we can also see it experimentally where, where it goes. Uh, if you put like say a frog in a blender, it's not gonna reassemble into a frog. And you could see that all the way down at the cellular level. Um, once the chemicals are just kind of splattered out there, they're, they're not going to reassemble. So there's not really a, a big need to be modeling the variables. You could just see, okay, let's just say, ran, let's just ran, randomly scramble a cell. It's not, it's not, not going to end well for the cell. Gotcha. want to say thank you, everybody. Our guests are linked in the description. I'm so sorry. I have to go, but I honestly feel terribly uh, ill. Like I'm okay, but I, I just, am like, Oh, I've, I've got to go. Like I feel, but want to say, uh, so we will probably not have a post-credit post scene. I do want to encourage you to check out the links of our guests. We really 
do appreciate them. And so we want to say a huge final thank you to Maddox, Sal, Raging Atheist, and Amy. It's been a true pleasure to have you. And then, again, folks, they're linked in the description, and that includes if you're listening to Modern Day Debate via podcast. We put their links in the description box there, too. One last question from Magellan says, Maddox, why does God consistently get so many things wrong that he or she needs to constantly start over? Try to give a straight answer and not filibuster. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so if things are defined as this is going to be what happens, this is the parameters, this one must be accomplished prior to next stage happening, those things are fulfilled, next stage is expressed. How is that getting things wrong? If you're literally doing what you say needs to be done, if you don't comprehend that, I don't know how much more simplistic it could possibly be, but you can, uh, we can, you guys probably can't see it, but James's eyes are looking weird. We need to let it, we need to let, wrap this up and let him, uh, let him go. You can see something in his eyes right now. Uh, if you don't mind, I just want to say, uh, I'll be running an after show tonight at midnight and you can come find my channel at Amy Newman and Sal is also going to be running an after show. So go check Sal's after show too. So okay. You got it. So thanks, everybody. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. We'll be back Monday night, if not earlier. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us, and have a great rest of your night.